Hi, thanks for joining me for another podcast interview. In the football world, Noel Bosch is recognised as a fantastic recruiter across some 30 to 40 years of league football. But right at the start, when he was a kid, around about the ages of 10, 11 and 12, he was kicking a football with my father in South Yarra, along with Kevin Sheedy. So here's an interview with Noel Bosch about that time and then how he progressed and ended up at Tigerland as a skills coach, coaching Essex Heights and creating a wonderful development area at the Rusden campus. And um, we'd have kick to kick. There'd be my brother Ken, Kevin Sheedy at times, and Pat Sheedy. And Kevin had come down from the other end every now and then. And uh, we'd have kick to kick and all that sort of stuff. I even play a uh, pick-up match. Well, we always play pick-up matches, but I just can't remember if Kevin played in the pick-up matches. Um, so how old, how old do you think you were, Noel? He was. How, how, old do you th- how old were you at the time? I was in my teens. I'm in my teens. Um, to be honest with you, that's a very difficult question to answer. <laughs> and I'd be in my teens. Um, and this is the, so. This is the first time you saw my father. You were kicking the football with with Sheedy, and because Dad knew Sheedy obviously at that time too. Um, yeah, well, in this um, in this sort of I South Yarra. Played with Tri Boys when first started, and then I know your dad and Kevin played with Tri Boys at a later date. Yes, they did. Correct. Spot on. Yep. I don't know whether Pat did or not, but anyway, I don't know if you know what Tri Boys were. It was a boys' club in South Yarra, a magnificent spot. Yeah. And we've got kids off the street. I think they even used to board uh, orphans there at one stage. Um, And I have a feeling the ex-Melbourne footballer, Ian Thoroughgood's father ran it. Oh, right. Yeah. I know they. I know they ended up. I think they won a, pr- a premiership because there's a photo of Dad holding the cup up. Yeah, uh, yeah. As a, as Look, a, that would have been all made up stuff virtually. When, when, when Tri Boys was started by a kid I went to school for, with, a kid called Ray Cadman, and um, we struggled. He used to organise everything and that, but it got better and better and better. And like like it is today. Like if you look back in those days and have a look at today, yep. it's a huge difference with organisation and all that sort of stuff. You know. Just remind me, now, the, the ground that you were kicking the football on, what was it called again? It was called Princess Street Park. Right, Princess it's Street still, Park. It's still there. Yeah. It borders um, Malvern Road, Princess Street, I think Essex Street, and there's another little street um, not far from the Pran Market. Dad, Dad would remember it really well. So uh, Sheedy was around at that stage too, so oh, you, you know Sheedy all your life. Sheedy would do his papers and come out and be munching on his lollies and he often used to stay at my mum and dad's place for tea because a lot, you know. Um, That's right, he, he delivered papers, didn't he, or sell papers? He sold papers and, um, you know, sometimes he'd be there hiding from his brother, thinking his brother was going to give him a clip over the ears. Probably wouldn't tell you that, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> so life after... Well, where, well, I can see sort of there's a Richmond connection very early on, obviously, with my father and Sheedy. Um, did you barrack for Richmond? No. Oh. No. Noel Bosch, who did you barrack for? Well, it's a long story. Um, I barracked for South Melbourne as a kid only because of my father. But I was tied to um, residentially to Melbourne. 
So I went down and I played with Melbourne fourths, thirds and seconds in those terrific days when they won all those premierships. Um, and you had no choice. You had to go to that club in those days, as you'd probably be aware of. Mm. So, so then I had a sort of a feeling for Melbourne. And then I, um, when I didn't, I trained with the seniors, but oh, gee, it was hard to get a game, mate. <laughs> what years is this we're talking? Oh, we're talking in the 50s when they won about six or seven premierships. Yeah, possible to get in. <laughs> oh, I mean, you look at blokes like Brassy and you had to get them out of your position. But anyway, that, that was the theory. Everyone had to be, I remember we were training the seniors and a mate of mine and, and, and Graham Williams, who was captain of that fourth 18, and, and Norm Smith said, well, when you're six foot, you've got to be this, and when you're six foot five, you've got to be this. And Graham looked at me and said, we might as well go home, mate, round the size. Were you even? Were you anywhere near six foot, Noel? No, I'm five foot seven. Five, right. yeah. What was the advice from Norm Smith for five foot sevens, I wonder? Nothing. That's what I said. There was nothing said. It started at six foot. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, it's quite funny when you think about it and look back at it now, you know. And then, um, um, yeah, I sort of played. I went down and played a season, half a season at McKinney because a lot of the Melbourne players used to go down to there. And I ended up playing at Paran in the VFA. Mm. Made the state side one year in 1962, 60, I think, against Tassie. Then I gave it up for work. Oh. And my boss came in and said, oh, you've got to do this job. And I said, oh, no, no, I'm keen on my football, blah, blah, blah. And he, come outside, son. <laughs> okay. He said, if you don't take this job, I'm telling you, they won't do this and they won't be They'll have I just got engaged and uh, I told him that. He said, take the day off, go on, go on. See, I said, no, I'll, I'll ring her. Because my fiancée at the time, she said, you've got to do it. you just got to do it. Yeah. Because I, it, it was, I was made a, what they call a contract supervisor, just looking after contracts in the country. So I was away all week and all that sort of stuff. I tried training, coming coming back Saturday nights and tried training with some local clubs and that, but it was just too difficult. Anyway, I ended up years later finishing my career at Essex Heights. Oh, right. Yeah. Coach there and that and under-age teams and um, open-age and played. And, and then um, a fella called um, Brian Coleman, who was... Um, was a chairman at Hawthorne in later years and was coaching their under-19s, asked me would I go across and help out there. I think that was in the late, that was in the late 70s or mm-hmm. mid-70s. And Kevin was just, Sheedy was just getting into um, real development and starting the development. He was the only one around at the time. And he rang me up and said, oh, you reckon you can, uh, would it be possible to coach kicking? I said, oh, yeah, I think so, you know. Anyway, he wanted me to come to Richmond, and I said, look, I can't commit myself. I've already committed myself to Hawthorne, and if you want me next year, just um, give me a call, which he did. And, you know, that's how it all started. Mm. I could have ended up probably staying at Hawthorne because I, I was promised the, virtually 
promised the under-19s job because Brian was going to retire. And um, so I came across, helped Kevin out with clinics. And um, hmm. oh, where do I go from here? Um, can I ask about Essex Heights for a moment? Is this when... Yes, the, when the, you, can I ask when that... Tell that, me if I'm uh, no, ranking on. No, not at all. Um, so was that when they were associated with Richmond? Yep, yep. Um, some of the players that played in the under... Is it under 18s or under 17s? I think it was 17s. I think it was a 17s. Yeah, I coached the under 15s. and You know, they hired a few players there. Cameron Clayton played there. Kenny Stonehouse played there. Um, oh, there was quite a few kids. Yeah. And where was, where was, where was those... Um, where, were the, where was the ground at? It was in Essex Heights, which is virtually uh, um, Huntingdale Road and I can't remember the name of the streets, but not far from the corner of Huntingdale Road and High Street Road on the hill. It was a terrible ground. It was <laughs> shocking. It, I mean, it, it when it got wet, it got wet and it got muddy. And I mean, at the night time, you could hear blokes, if you were in the rooms, you could hear blokes running up and down the ground just going slish, slosh, slish, slosh, you know. And um, and Tom Allen was a coach, great, great junior coach. He was, Tough wasn't he? Nails. He was, wasn't he? Tough as nails, Tom. Tough as nails. Really? Yeah, I reckon. I, I've always, I've said to many people at Richmond that, you know, he has an extraordinary contribution with Richmond. He played a couple of games. He then coaches the Essex Heights for forever to, to several flags. And then he, you know, helps with the former players for 30-plus years. I mean, I played seniors at Essex Heights, too. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, just to fill in numbers, because I played with him. He played full forward. And, um, yeah. Was yeah. It, wasn't he over the age limit? I probably was. <laughs> and, and he would be the first to meet at the speed limit, too. He couldn't. <laughs> but um, he, always, he always helped me. He'd be coaching the unders, and then he'd come and fill in. Oh, I bet a few Tom worked at the museum at Richmond for a while, didn't he? Yeah, he had well, he, he, past players. Yeah, he was president of the past players for you know yeah. for yeah. ages, ages. He's st- he's still with us, I believe, Tommy. Um, oh, good bloke. So, oh, he's a lovely guy. I I, I looked in the nineteen eighty annual report, and uh, under club officials in nineteen eighty, uh, special skills coach Noel Bosch. Uh, Noel, what did that entail? When was that, mate? Nineteen eighty. I. It's the uh, same year that you were the under nineteen runner. Yeah, um, Noel Judkins rang me and asked me would I like to come down and help out Wayne Walsh yep. as the under nineteens. Yeah, he was coach. Yep. Great fellow, Wayne. Yeah. Uh, just great fellow. Learned a lot about modern football, professional football, uh, with Wayne. Got on terrific with Wayne, um, and he wasn't an easy bloke to get on with. He. Probably be the first to admit that, but by Jesus, he was good. Mm. And uh, at that time, I think it might have been seventy-nine or eighty. I was looking after this the scholarship squad, right? And a lot of people wouldn't know this, but we used to that the, our recruiting blokes used to bring in these fellas on a Sunday morning or send them in, and we used to work out indoors at Rusden. Gee. At the uni there, mm-hmm. and and Kevin and I, and another fellow called who's since passed away, Bruce Seymour. Was, oh yes, he might have been part of it, but you know we used to do that every Sunday morning, teach the kids. In fact, 
one of the kids um, in those days is my hairdresser. Cuts my hair around the corner here. And um, uh, Peter, Peter Still, Stiliano might have been in that. Neil yeah. Rostep was in that. Peter Stiliano, yes, absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, there was lots of blokes. And then sometimes Juddy would um, get some guys, we'd have a week holidays and they'd they bring in recruits and I'd take them for a day out there just going through schools. Because what we used to do, we used to use, everyone used to have to have a footy. We got a footy for everyone, you know. Mm. And gee, that, um, they're just starting to do that now. We were doing it then, you know. Mm. And then we used to, on a Wednesday night, we hired it out and we used to bring in, we'd send a letter out to our local clubs and they could bring a team in, whether it be seniors, juniors, we didn't care. And I'd take them through a school session. And then in 1980, yeah, and then when Wayne left, mm. I then was appointed, or just before Wayne left, I was appointed their full-time development of, uh, officer. Right. Which was just coming in then. And then Wayne left and uh, I, was, I coached the under-19s as well. That's right, yeah. Many yeah. people I've spoken to have said that with this, with that Rusden era, yep. that you were ahead of your time. Ah, oh, thank you for saying that. Um, I've had a lot of people say that to me, but I don't. You, you don't know me very well. I don't think I'm an ego man, and um, uh, yeah, I, it just wasn't me. The whole system was ahead of time. I, I, I just it was left to me. It really was. Mm. Just, they just left me alone to do it. <laughs> and I had to invent things and little drills. <laughs> it was, wasn't easy. But yeah. Did you just come up with that yourself or did you have, had, you know, did you research that? How did you come up with that sort of stuff? Uh, uh, you know, I, I just looked at drills and, and um, if I, had, I didn't have a drill, I remember, I kind of think I remember the young fellow that trained at Richmond who was a phys ed teacher. And he drew up a couple of drills, but I never used them. Look, um, Rick, to me, uh, I just heard a Tarkin Lockyer uh, interview on his new job on the radio, and I loved what he said. He said, football is just a basic game. And he said, and you've just got to teach the basic skills. Mm-hmm. He said, you can do it all the other. And I've been saying that for years. It is a basic game. It's a very simple game. Sometimes we get... We confuse everyone with it, and that was what our whole thing was. You had to learn to kick left and right foot. You had to learn to kick left and right, oh, use right. left and right hand. Yeah. We never discussed um, uh, tactics or anything like that because I'm a great believer. That's up to the coach that coaches you on a Saturday. That's mm-hmm. his job. Mm-hmm. I just had to teach the kids how to play football and kick footies, you know, and that's, um, yeah. And was this a was this a direct... Did, was the Rusden experience, let's call it that, was that solely for Richmond? Yeah. So yeah. Richmond, that was Richmond's thing? Well, I'll put it this way, and I'd say it was Sheedy's thing. Right, it's for um, Sheedy's things, yep. Yeah. Um, and I have a feeling that, that as I said, I Bruce Seymour, I think Bruce might have been on the committee at the time. I think he, I'm yeah, sure. about, you're right, yeah, he was, yep, in 1980, yep. And, um, it, it, it was his sort of um, bunny a little bit, you know. And we had, we had coaches that didn't believe it. Tony Jewell didn't believe in it. I'm sure about that. He was a, but, um, 
But then, and sometimes I take, um, when Paddy Ganame was <laughs> coaching the under 19, some Wednesday night, he'd, he'd ring in and he said, oh, can we do a few skills on this, a few skills on that, you know. Um, I can remember Dale Waitman was playing with the under 19s then. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So how long did the Rusden experience go for? Oh, off the top of my head, a year or two. Yeah. Um, I think money might have come into it a bit, you know. Um, you know, those days the club um, didn't have a lot of money, I don't think. I don't really know. I, don't, I just yeah. don't. I was never interested in the politics of When I worked at Essendon for a long time, I, I just, politics, stay away from it. Just go and do your job, you know. <laughs> and um, so I, I, I don't know, but. In those days, you know, we went through a few funny things in the club, players coming in, players leaving. You might remember the, the exit of players going to Collingwood there sure. for a while and, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. So, and I don't know what that was all about because I, I just didn't want to get involved. That wasn't my, my scene or my job. Yeah. Um, uh, my job was uh, the kids. I liked the kids, enjoyed the kids. Um, I had a phone call from Peter Stiliano just recently. Um, and, and I talked to Neil Ross a couple of times. <laughs> Ross is a fun bloke. You still stay in touch with him, isn't that great? Um, well, they, no, Peter rang me, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep. After he'd spoken to you. Oh, right, yes. He wanted to catch up. He wanted to catch up with his mum and dad. Um, and, oh, isn't that great? Um, Peter, Peter's now down at Hastings. Yeah. And um, Have you caught I up with him? And, sorry? Have you caught up with him? No, his mum and dad were away. Okay. And um, he's on Facebook a lot. Yeah. Uh, I shouldn't stay away from Facebook. <laughs> I just go in and have a quick look and that's it, you know. <laughs> uh, um, but, and I, saw, I only spoke to Neil the other day, actually, and just said that you'd contacted me and he yeah. said, oh, you know, ring me back, you know. And if I'm a bit bored and I want a bit of gossip, I might ring Neil and see what's going <laughs> on. <laughs> well, you know? uh, um, I, I know we're jumping around here, but like that's all right, mate. You've what got you've like? got a you've got a lot of you've got a lot of connections with a lot of clubs, don't you? For, for, from a recruiting well, point I've of view, right? Clubs, yeah. As a recruitment, yeah. yep. Like we're talking many decades, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't make it too many. All right, <laughs> which clubs? Well, when I left Richmond, I went to Essendon and worked full time as a developer manager, yeah. and I loved that. That was. That was some of the. I used to love getting up and going to work. And as a team, I think Juddy and I were terrific. You know, we this is Noel Judkins. Yeah, yeah. We just, got, just got on so well. What a lovely guy, Noel is. We just um, used to go everywhere. We were called Two Noles at the time, and um, yeah, you know, we did a list once. Uh, I don't know if this interests you. Can edit this if you want. But he's coming to me. He said, "Listen, I've just done the top 20. I want you to put a top 20 and see what you think. So I did my top 20. And this isn't without a word of a lie. Every name on that 20 was the same order as him, except the first two. He had Adrian Burns one. I had Adrian Burns two. He had uh, Paul Hills two, and I had Paul Hills one. So the... the, the t- You're on the same page, both of you. Oh, we're on the same page. Yeah, well, well said. Yeah, we were always on the same page. Now, was that a top twenty, as in of the recruits now? Ready, at that we were stage? ready to go into the draft. Yeah, 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 you yeah. Know? And 
and I'd, I'd, I'd just go through it and that sort of stuff. Gee, you know? yeah. And after wrestling, we saw we saw Paul Hills playing at um, the YCW competition at Ballarat. You know, people wouldn't have gone and looked at him in those days. <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, and then from Essendon, oh, I, I sort of semi-retired. And I ran into someone from Fremantle, and I said, "Oh, yeah, wouldn't mind getting back to it." And uh, part time, and then after about nine years, um, I don't know if I should say the next thing, so I'll be all right. I sort of left. Yep. Uh, I was getting a little bit, to be honest, I will say it, you can edit it if you like. I was just getting a little bit sick of all the stats and that's coming into it, you know. I have a very big theory about seeing footballers. You, um, if you've ever done any building, and I used to be a builder, you'll go to, I might go to your rep and say, look, mate, I think you and your wife better go out and pick, make some colour choices or pick your tiles. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go out and come back and say, how'd you go? Oh, mate, the wife, she really liked that tile, but we want to go back. I'll bet any money you like, you went back to the same tile you first saw because it grabbed you. Yeah. And I reckon recruiting is a lot like that. You go out and you see someone and they grab you straight away. Mm. You can do all the stats you like about it, but you always go back to that one. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's it. Well, it goes back to that theory, doesn't it, that football is a simple game. Yep. Not to be clouded by, I mean, nowadays the statistics is horrendous, let's be honest. Oh, I bet your dad agrees with it. <laughs> I, never, I don't focus on, you know, metres gained and all that sort of stuff. You know, yeah. Just what I see with my eyes and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so I can understand. Agree with all of that. Yeah, and, so I can understand that frustration you felt, and then you've, you, you've so you've moved away from Fremantle. Did another team pick you up after that? Yeah, West Coast Eagles. Okay. Oh no, when I left, sorry, I left Eston, and I went to. Um, they may be the Melbourne manager of Sydney Swans for twelve months, and I really wasn't very good at that because I had to raise money, I had to recruit, I, and I really. Look, my claim to fame there was I pushed up Dunkley and I pushed up, um, oh, I can't think of his name, but I had them centre play at the same time, played 250 games. Uh, um, Kelly? No, after Kelly. Oh, around about Kelly's time. That's mainly kid. It'll come to you. If it does, I'll edit it in. All good. Yeah. Um, and, the, and recruiting was my go, not money and managing people and they were in a bit of a mess. I, I only lasted 12 months and they, they gave me that well-known uh, size 10 up the back side. In a nice way too. All oh, right, way. that's good. Creswell. Darren Creswell. Darren Creswell, yep. Yeah, I really I really like those. People didn't like Dunkley because of his lack of skills, but yeah, he can play footy, mate, I can tell you that now. And then when I left there, that's when I went and worked with... Um, Fremantle, and then I worked with West Coast Eagles with a fella called Mick Moylan, who I really known for many, many years. You know, very hard working for an interstate club yeah. because you're not in the, the loop. Um, it's got a lot better than what it used to be. Um, but see, Champion Data came in, and you know, Fremantle wanted to do everything through Champion Data on, on the computer and all that. Thought to myself, oh, this is a nightmare. This, this is a mess. I just want to go and watch footy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, see, because what happens is uh, the 
the junior players they become they become numbers, don't they, on a screen, rather well, than yeah, what you actually. That's not a bad way of putting it. I, I could agree with that. Rather yeah. than what you actually experience and feel watching them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it, I mean, it obviously it evolves as everything does. Look, you can edit this next bit if you like. I don't care what you do about <laughs> right. it. It's, 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 to me, um, it's us two having this conversation, educating each other in a way. Mm. But I have a theory about today's football. There's givers and there's takers. The givers get the ball, they get no stats. The takers take the ball and they get all the stats about the place. <laughs> Have a think about that one. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, I mean, people could shoot me down in flames with their stats and all that sort of stuff. But stats don't show you um, a guy's moods on the field. You know, you can walk out at three-quarter time, and I, I know some well-known AFL footballers. I've looked at them at three-quarter time. They couldn't care less what the coach is saying. Gee, they've got a bad attitude, you know. Stats don't show you that. Yeah. They'll say that they interviewed them these today. Well, everyone's going to come over well in the interview because you're going to be on your best behaviour, aren't you? <laughs> That's right. That's, that's with every job interview you do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not actually a true reflection almost of yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You let's, uh, let's, hold on, let's um, go to the past for a second. When, when, you, when you were a runner for the under-19s in 1980 under Wayne Walsh, yeah. they, they won the premiership. Yeah, we did. We did. In his and, first year uh, as coach, yeah. First or second year, I can't remember. It was probably his first year. Oh, no, he year. might have returned. Yeah, yeah, I think it was his first yeah, year. I, I'm not quite sure about that. Um, but I thought he was a good coach. He, he, when, when, he, when he left um, Richmond, he ended up over at Footscray with Mickey Moldhouse. I think he might have been chairman of selectors. I'm not sure. Yeah, chairman mm. of selectors. Yeah. But I just think he was... You know, he was tough. IG, he was tough and he disciplined and, and that. And I always tried to get a lot of discipline into my kids and toughen them because, you know, it's a picnic for some of them when they're young. And then it's a bit like when you start work. I often wonder now at high school whether kids should start high school in their last year or two at 7.30 in the morning because that's what they're going to have to rude awakening when they start work. And so I try to discipline the kids a lot and a lot of things just saying to them, hey, you know, you can make big money out of this, but you've got to earn it. You can't rest on your laurels. You know, all that sort of stuff, you know, when I used to talk to them and that. And, um, but Wayne, yeah, Wayne was a really... Yeah, we had a good, pretty good side, believe it or not. I can't remember that too many playing AFL football from that team. <laughs> oh, young Robin Miner that puts grey. But we had them from everywhere. We had them from Mildura. We had them from Swan Hill. We had them from our local area. You and know, it was a really, really um, good team. Well, well, we had Peter Lane. He kicked 100 goals. He did. He, um, he was unstoppable for the one or two years. I spoke to him not long ago. He was unstoppable for the one or two years that he was He's at the club. He's a nice young fella. It is. And it's incredible to think that the amount of goals that he kicked. You know, I think in one year he kicked 126 goals. Yeah, I think you that know, was that year. You know, in under-19s, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, never, you know, never up, made senior football. He ended up a pretty smart young fella. Yeah. I ran into him on a plane trip once, and he was working out of camera, and he, he, he had some... He might have almost had initials after his name, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
1982, I, I saw in the annual report under promotion and development, it said, um, uh, season 1982 heralded a new look promotion and development team with senior player Barry Rollings taking over the promotions officer and yep. skills coach and Noel Bosch being appointed as the club's development officer. Yep. Uh, some of the programs undertaken this year were 313 clinics in schools yep. and clubs, the highest yep. by any club this season. Yep. Primary and junior coaching courses. Barry had to be thanked for that. Barry was very good at that. A thing called Esso Super Clinics held at Punt Road, some 2,500 yeah, children. Holidays, yep. Was that, yeah, a, was that just specifically designed... Uh, I mean, it's sponsored by SO, the club's sponsor. But So that's just to get kids of all ages just there at the ground yeah, and just see yeah, who's, well, who's there? Part of that was part of your development and um, promotions, which was led by Kevin Sheen, who just started all that sort of stuff in the AFL. And each club had their own day. But we used to get, oh, we used to get a lot of kids. We were embarrassed one day. We had a lot of kids down from the country young kids training with us and we end up having to use them helping us out. <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were terrific. <laughs> but yeah, Barry used to do a really good job. Ray Lord was there at the time. Um, yeah. I don't know if you've got anything on Ray Lord, but Ray Lord, um, he since passed away last December. He did. He yeah. used to be an uh, advocate at the tribunal and everything, Ray. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. Yeah. I mean, 313 clinics in schools and clubs. Yep. Did you go to these as well? Oh, some I might have, but Barry would have organised a lot. Bill Egan was at the club. Bill Egan would have done a lot of them. Bill That's Egan was fantastic at doing clinics. He yep. loved it. Because yep. you could almost get a wage out of it if you did a lot of it. Yeah. You know, but Bill Egan was very good at doing it. And well, when I say very good, I, I never actually saw him in action, but I know he was always there when we wanted him or Barry wanted him and... And the clinics were were they were they host were they during the week? No, oh, they would during the week. Yeah, uh, school clinics and, and that sort of stuff. And Barry used to keep a little exercise book and he'd know exactly who was going where and when. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, yeah. He's very good at it, Barry. I mean, the the whole idea is just to see if there's any just potential. I was going to say superstars, but. The the idea is that you're casting your eyes over these all these kids to see who's actually got you know the potential, correct? Well, no, I, I no, I, those those clinics really they could have been in primary schools, a lot of them, right? And that was part of the AFL or the then VFL. We were trying to trying to make sure that footy wasn't sort of falling down in schools. You know, we never had. Uh, the Saturday morning stuff that they've got now then, yeah. you know, and there was a phase there where the footy went through, um, yeah, is it popular anymore, all that sort of stuff. I'm just yeah. not quite sure if the national competition was in then. My memory's going, mate. So no, it wouldn't have been. No, happened. not yet. Yeah, so Before that's that. when the whole game turned around again, when the national competition came in. And we got rid of zoning. And, That's right. You know, clubs would always complain about zoning. Oh, our zone's no good. We want to change and all that. You have to work your zone. There was no doubt we worked our zone, Richmond. And when I was in Essendon, oh, gee, we'd be very well out of our zones because we worked them, you yeah. know. Other, other clubs, nah, 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 you know. And we know who those clubs probably would be, checkbook recruiting and all that yeah. sort of stuff, you know. And zoning uh, was that you, you had... 
no, no other club could come into that area, correct? That's right. That's right. And we had Mildura, Swan Hill up that way. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I think Mount Waverley was another That's right. area yeah. of ours. And the Richmond area. And it's like anything else. The cycle goes around. Mildura dropped right away, you know, after Wakeman and Lee. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too much come out. Philly, I think Philly might have come mm. from Swan Hill, but yeah. I'm, not sure, I'm not sure. Um, but there wasn't a lot. And, of course, you know, and you start to think, oh, maybe we should switch it around, switch around. But I think it all depends on the areas. Like um, Carlton had, say, Lilydale. And they weren't getting much out of that. But if that was in these days, Lilydale's a big place now. They'd be getting heaps out of it. <laughs> you know? If only but, they had zoning still. Well, yeah. Yeah, well, there is a type of zoning now, isn't it, with these squads that they're doing? I don't know. I don't mm. understand that. But anyway. And then in, if in, you've got these squads, they've got these squads now. I don't know what they call them, each club. Yes, that's true. And... Um, that is a very small form of be called zoning, really, because you can't touch those kids until the draft. No, anyway. yeah, you're right about that. Not yeah. surprising in 1983, Noel, you coached the under 19s. Yep. In I think your only year as coach at Richmond. Yep. yep. Um. Uh, you, the, the start of that season. In their first four games, Richmond won by 10 goals, lost by 10 goals, won by 15 goals, lost by 15 goals. Um, well, I can't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> um, a pretty uh, topsy-turvy start there. Um, it says... You know, how it, you know when we played North Melbourne then? No. Oh, I don't know. One of those would have been North Melbourne, Dennis Page. Oh, uh, right. And Graham, Graham Richmond come to me, and Jesus, Cocker, we've got to toughen up these kids. We've just been belted, you know. So we did. Yeah. We toughened up a little bit. And uh, he was right. We, you know, he, he, and, and oh, there was things coming into the game at the time there that because the grounds were empty, you could hear all the kids swearing and people from the AFL weren't happy about it and that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And But then after that, we just really improved. We really did well after that. So does your training sort of get a bit tougher? to help Graham Richmond's, you know, tough them up sort of request? Oh, no, I don't think we did anything different at training. I think we just started to gel a little bit and I might have told the kids, look, you know, you've got to stand up for each other. I mean, I can remember one game just on three-quarter time our 19th man jumped off the fence to help out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, Goodness. Yeah, it was... It was no, we, 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 we didn't go out deliberately at training and, and start boxing and wrestling or whatever, anything like that. No, we still worked yeah. on the skills all the time. I, I still believe that. And I used to do a lot of running at training too, you know. I mean, I, I remember one night I just said to the runner who was there now and I said, um, just draw up some drills. Because he used to run at stall and he said, what do you want to do? I said, no footies, just run them. Make him a bit hungry, you know? But that's very old-fashioned, mate. <laughs> well, that year you were coach of the under-19s. They made it all the way to the elimination final against Collingwood. Yep. Uh, you lost by 14 points. Um, but that included a, a fight back from eight goals down in the third quarter. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and you hit the front. It's just that game. You know, we were eight goals down, and oh, gee, did I fly off the handle at half time? <laughs> you know, and because um, we had a pretty good side, I think we had a friendship side, and they won the premiums the next year anyway. And um, we had some folks that ended up playing AFL Richmond, Craig Smith was one. Oh, ben yeah. Stoliano probably could have. Neil Ross did. No, Neil Ross was the year before. Mm. Um, and we we brought in um, Trevor Poole, who hadn't played a game with us. He'd been playing seconds all year. I wonder if that was a mistake. We lost Alan Nelda. He was sick. Mm. He was a great team player for us. Um, and a couple of kids come and stayed at my place because we had an early start, and I think that upset their... Uh, routine a little bit. Oh, wow. Trying to think who else played. Paul Dudley was captain. Paul Dudley was a really good player, but just a bit slow. Um, there was few that ended up playing AFL for football. Out there. Simon Clark, I think, might have played. He, he was a real um, mm. Springvale champion. Mm. Um, and we had a fella called Duncan Ford. He could have been anything. He just mentally, he just, um, I don't know, he just didn't train. Oh, okay. People, you know. What was his surname? Duncan Ford. Oh, right. He was a really good player, big fella, come from out rural bark or one of those places. Mm. I know a lot of clubs looked at him and Ray Lord got into the club and, um, but he just, um, he was deep into his uni studies and. Yeah. Did you, did, you, did you have much to do with the senior coach at that stage, which was Francis? No, no not a lot, Because no. at that time, you've got Francis as senior coach, yep. uh, Michael Green's his assistant, Royce yep. Hart has returned to the club as a skills coach. Yep. Um, you've got Octa Wilson as the president. Yep. Graham Richmond as the vice president. I mean, these are big Richmond names. They are, yeah. Um, all at once at the club. Um, and just genuine Richmond men. Yep. Um, do you remember sort of at this time looking, you know, seeing all these men and just thinking how incredible it was that, you know, Octa's, Octa's president, Graeme Richmond, who, you know, could control anything <laughs> at a click of a finger? Oh, look, I, I, I can't say a bad word about Graeme Richmond. Yeah. Um, I think Graeme made a lot of enemies. Um you always, I always knew where Graham was always on my side. He was the one who talked me into doing um, the development job. Mm. I had my own little business. And he came across to me and said, um, Jesus, Cotter, I'm a bit disappointed in you. I said, what's up, Graham? And he said, I wanted you to take that job. Why didn't you take the job? And I said, oh, look, I've got a small business I'm running, mate. I will turn your eye to that, mate. But okay, so. And he, he, he was always... I could always go and talk to Graham, I reckon. Um, you know, Graham had some rep a reputation, but um, I never saw that bad side of Graham. I never really did. I, thought, mm. it, I actually wrote in my own memoir. Uh, he, had a, he had a great influence on me of really making the decision to go into football full-time, along with Kevin, Kevin Sheedy. So, yeah. Um, to think about those names... Um, at the time, I just took it for granted, I would imagine, because you're just part of a, a working force. In those days, the under-19s was 
a little bit, not so much. Michael Green, I probably got used to a lot more because we had to push players up to him. Of course, yeah. You know, and Michael, believe it or not, Michael used to be a neighbour of mine in Mount Waverley. Oh, right. So I knew him since he was a schoolboy, you mm. know. Used to have a kick with him sometimes out in the back paddock. Hmm. Uh, and Michael's a lovely man. She's a lovely man. Yeah. You know, lovely. In fact, his mother taught my daughter at primary school. Small world. Uh, I think, uh, I think, well, you, and your team manager in 83 for the under-19s, was it Bill Higgins? Yeah, it was, Bill. How was Bill? Bill was good luck. Yeah. Real good luck. Red-headed fella, worked at um, the Country Fire Brigade, um, Country CFA. Oh, did he? I think so, in the store there. I'm pretty sure. Gosh. Pretty sure he did, Billy. Did you yeah. ever did you ever return to Punt Road after all your other travels to other I went in one day to the museum and there's a book in there. It's like an old auditor's book. Right. And it's probably got some notes in there about the squads and that. No, I didn't really. N- not not as a guest. Oh I did. I was invited back to the uh, the the eighty premiership dinner. Uh, that was full many years ago. Right, yeah. That's, that's when the under-19s won it that year and, yeah. and and the seniors won it that year, you know. And I've ran in, I ran into France a few times at the footy. Always a lovely man to talk to Francis. He thanked me for stopping and saying hello. You know, typical Francis, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. And he, um, he, was, he was doing some mentoring of a player at the time. Yes. That, so he's watching, were... you know. Gosh, isn't it great? It's just to think back, so in, in total, how long has your association with football been in an actual oh, working I, capacity, do you think? No, without a year, part-time and full-time. Yeah. How many I years? Over 40, I reckon. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it, to think? Well, probably is, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> but you should be, but you've, uh, I'm guessing you are, but if you're not, you should be very proud of um, what you've achieved. Having this, you ring me, and talking about it now, I'll probably sit down and go and look in the mirror and say, Jesus, you were good. But no. <laughs> well, but absolutely, just the the, no, the, no. the young juniors that you helped along and... Yeah. I mean, we've got people in the 80s nice. still talking about you, Noel. Nice, but I enjoyed doing it. And, um, and, it's, and it is good if you run into someone and, uh, like Neil said to me, Give me a call after you spoke to the rest and see how it goes, you know, and that sort of stuff. Um, all that's, that, that's, that's really nice, you know. I understand that. But to me, I, I, I don't know how to put it to you, Rhett. Um, I just sort of clocked in and clocked off. And, and um, if I had a problem in the early days, I'd go and have a talk to Sheets, you know. We were pretty close in those days, Kevin and I. You know, I used to come out home a lot and have tea and, that sort of stuff, and when he got the rocket handball started, he come out and we went out in the back paddock, and he said, "What do you reckon about this, mate?" And that's when we started teaching it to our squads and that sort of stuff, you know. Oh, you 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 you're on the receiving end of one of the early rocket handballs, were you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wanted to sort of get it going, you know, and yeah. so we decided to. Um, uh, I've got a, yeah, we decided to use the squad. And I've got a feeling Barry Richardson might have been coaching when the squad was going too. Oh yes, that would be right. When when Barry 
was coaching, I went to him and I said, look, I'm teaching my kids to drop kick. Are you happy with that? He said, you just do your job, okay? He's he another nice fella, Barry. Oh, mm. he was. And a really good thinker as a coach as well. Oh, I never, I just thought he was just a nice fella, mate. I never ever thought about that sort of stuff. I mean, I treat people the way they treat me and he, he's just a lovely man, you know? Yeah. I, I ran into him at, um, I sent, no, I sent a kid to him that I was coaching out here at Ringwood, a bit with injury. Oh, he asked after me and all. And I thought, gee, that's nice, you know. That's really, really nice, you know. And um, uh, no, well, I had a lot of time for him. Well, don't underestimate the influence and legacy you've left on several people, Noel, because um, it's it's well, apparent to the people that. I've I spoken really to. I appreciate those words. So. Yeah. I've, I've enjoyed our trip down memory lane, which I know has probably opened up a lot of memories for you. Um, yeah, well, it has. The, the mere fact that Peter rang me and I uh, know um, oh, there's a young fellow I knew from Essen and he work, works with Paul Dudley and I meet him every now and around here when he, he, he runs marathons and all that sort of stuff. And, oh, wow. And yeah, Guds was talking about it, you know, in the days when he was there. Paul, Paul's father was a good player too. He played at um, Melbourne Birds from Dudley. He played at Richmond too. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Was in the reserves. Because he went to the same school as I did. Oh, right. Ron? Yeah. Oh, he played Richmond Reserves. That's that's really interesting. Oh, he, he was a good bloke too, his father. Yeah. You know, and Paul's a really good bloke. Nice fellow, Paul. Well, Paul went through that phase where he, he kept being runner-up in the best and fairest. Yep. He, like three times in the reserves and once in the, like in four years, it was just he could never win it. <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny thing when you, in my opinion, when you're coaching underage kids, I always had the theory, I played kids out of position. I won't mention one bloke's name, but I played him out of position. And his father had a dip at me, and I could not give it through to his father that I had to make sure that the position he was playing in, he would be able to play AFL football in. No matter what he played in his junior football, he could have kicked 100 goals in his junior football, but he was never going to be a full forward. Yeah. He was always going to play half forward or half back, which he did when he finally made it. And I think I think, when you're coaching kids like that, your ultimate goal in the under-19s is to produce players with enough skills and ability to play seniors. Um, and people will probably laugh at this, but I think the premiership becomes secondary then. Mm. That's that was just part of my theory, you know, um, because I'm, I'm a great believer. If you've got threes, twos, and ones, the thirds coach has got to leave something to the seconds coach, and the seconds coach has got to leave something to the senior coach. You just can't be doing the same thing all the way through. <laughs> It'd be very boring, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. You know. Um, anyway, that's just my theory, mate. I just sum footy up. It's it's a very very basic game. It's very skillful, but you, the first thing you've got to look for is can they get the ball and what can they do with it. Um, these days, a lot it came in in those early days of Richmond about character. Graham Richmond was a big thing about what's their character like. Oh, right. You know, I well he did to me anyway. I don't know what he did to anyone else. But that was one of the things. Then I was coaching the kids, so I can understand why he asked me, asked me that, you know. Mm. What's his character like, you know? Uh, 
Because these days, it's a bit different to those days. You're under the microscope wherever you go these days, aren't you? Oh, as soon as, soon as you flag an interest in football, you're under the microscope. Yeah, it's um, it can be a bit difficult because we don't hear about the kids that that don't make it, you know. Mm. Um, and there are a lot that don't. Yeah. Um, they got to be brought down a bit gently mm. because it's it's. It's harder today playing out in the, the under-18 competition than what it was to be, say, in the under-19s or for your seniors or something like that because they really are grooming you, really grooming you for everything. Mm. And so your teenage years, you just wonder sometimes, you know, diets, all this sort of stuff. Diet at 15 years of age, 16 years of age, I'm not entirely sh- sure about that, Red. Because yeah. um, you, you've got to enjoy the game and not, not enjoy the publicity about the game yeah. or anything like that. You've got to enjoy You want to, you know, you just want to get out there and play, you know. Sometimes you think to yourself, I actually try to coach my kids to coach themselves, you know, hmm. because once you're out in that field, even though the runner comes out, you've still got to do it yourself, don't you? <laughs> yes. You can get direction, but you've actually got to ultimately do it still. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, this has been a thrill for me for a chat. Oh, it's been a huge thrill for me, mate. I can assure you of that, you know. <laughs>